On today's episode of Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the absolute pleasure of talking to another e-commerce podcast host, Jay Desai, who runs the D2C pod. Just an absolute great guy. I was on his podcast. Uh, Jay is now the founder of uh, this amazing uh, software solution called Swipely. And it's really actually game changing for the way that D2C advertisers um, can create swipe files. And it makes it so ridiculously easy. I've actually started using it now and I love it. I love being able just to hit one button. It's kind of like the Pinterest for marketers or for business. So really cool. We talked about that. We talked about his time at Trend. Trend being uh, an influencer platform, and uh, we, I just got a lot of, of real good nuggets out of this episode, and uh, also he's just a great guy, so I think you guys will really get a lot out of this one. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by D2CDesign.com. If you're a D2C advertiser, Fresh Creative is your lifeblood. And that's why it's critical to have a design team that gets you new advertising content week in and week out at a fair price. We met up with Benson over at D2C Design and came up with this special offer for you guys to test out the value of their service. They've generously offered to design one free set of creative ads in D2C Design Strategy Sessions personalized specifically for your brand. So if you like what you see, give them a test and please let us know how it went. Plus, they specialize in D2C designs that accelerate your brand growth through conversion and personalized designs across your website, email marketing, social media ads, and everything else that you need for growth. So head over to d2cdesign.com. That's the letter D and the number two and the letter C design.com and claim your free set of creative ads. Now on to today's episode. I have Jay Desai. Did I say your name correctly? Please tell me I said it correctly. <laughs> you did. You did. You nailed it. <laughs> yes. uh, from Swipely. Uh, we, and we originally connected because you are formerly from Trend. And that's kind of how we got connected because I was on your podcast. And now you have graciously offered to come onto our podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here and happy to to talk about everything. I know we have a lot of fun stuff on the agenda. Um, so excited to dive in. Uh-huh. So for people who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name's Jay. I'm the founder of Swipely. I'm also a podcast host in my spare time for the D2C pod as well. And so my background is actually in B2B marketing. So before I founded Swipely, which I know we'll talk a little bit about as well, I was at a head of growth role for an influencer marketing software platform and just really helping to drive growth over there. We went from six paying brands to 400 in a year, which was awesome. 
Wow. Um, and then I decided to, to jump on the founder train. Um, I've always kind of wanted to be a founder entrepreneur starting my own business for a while now. And it was just a matter of, uh, when not if, uh, so here we are working on swipely, um, basically a, a tool that lets you content save and share all the content that you collect from everywhere on the internet. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Before we get into what Swipely is, because I'm really interested in some of the use cases for D2C marketers and founders and you know people who are doing everything and want to share with their team. I'm really excited about that. Before that, I'd love to just quickly chat with you about what that sort of uh, was like at Trend um, and sort of how you guys help people there and how you've seen the marketplace of influencers change over the years? Yeah. So I think one trend that we kind of saw, and that's what we were building the platform really for, was that content is the most important piece of those transactions. It's not really, you know, follower counts are important. Engagement is also important. I'd rate that over follower count. But really what's the most important is the actual content. So, you know, brands would come to us to work with creators, to start, you know, sharing and spreading the word, but they'd also be taking that content and running it on ads. They'd be trying it on email. They'd be putting it on their website, product pages, all of that stuff. And what we saw was a lot of increase in conversion, specifically for ads. Some of the brands that we worked with saw like 4X, 5X return on ad spend by just swapping out the creative um, from their kind of like, stock photo-ish stuff to more user-generated content. So it really looks natural in the feed. And I think that's what kind of leans into user-generated content, influencer-generated content being so successful. Totally. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, good creative and creative that makes sense for the platforms is I think what really actually drives real good return on ad spend and, and people actually interacting with your content, right? Ads that are so good that they don't look like ads. <laughs> I think that's the, the biggest thing. And I think that's where influencer marketing really shines. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've kind of seen an uptick in that trend. I think it was made a little bit more obvious with TikTok, especially with mm. that platform leaning a lot into user-generated content right? You can create content really fast. You have all the editing tools that you need right at your disposal, literally in yeah. a small phone. And so I think just having that and people seeing how great user-generated content would work kind of has pushed people to use that in their ads and use it across different channels. It really resonates with people. And I think part of that is you know, by using a bunch of different creators and also not just doing stock in-house content, is that you are going out and testing to see what resonates with your audience, first of all, and different instances of that. So, you know, we both have our own personalities and we, we have different tastes and different preferences. But if we see someone using a product that looks like us, that maybe does some of the same stuff that we do, that maybe talks the same way that we do, we're probably going to resonate more with that brand and potentially see ourselves as a brand user. And so, you know, when you're working with creators, I think that's something you have to focus in on. I think it's a great opportunity to spread the word of mouth and, you know, really kind of acquire their audiences by using content. You know, you're kind of giving some sort of guidelines in terms of, Hey, this is the product we want you to promote. And, you know, maybe a little bit of core message points and things like that, but you're leaving it up to the creator to kind of take that, put their own spin on it, 
put it for their audience and it works out great, you know, when it goes, when it gets delivered to their audience and then mm. you can take that content and, and repurpose it on your own channels as well. I've got a great segue, you know, thinking about all of the things that you guys did over there to help brands be successful. I'm thinking about what you're building right now at Swipely and how incredible that type of tool could be for marketers. I see ads all the time for other brands that are kind of in our space. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. I want to make sure that our marketing person sees that and sees that and sees that. But what ends up happening is I take screenshots on my phone and that's it. You know, it, it never goes anywhere. You know, it just like is like uh, every once in a while I throw it into Slack and, and then it just kind of disappears and it, it doesn't actually end up being anything. Can you talk to me about what the need was that you saw when you were creating Swipely? Yeah, definitely. So I think there was a, a, a few different motivating factors for me. I think the first one was probably I really got into building my own personal brand back in July 2020. So I started on LinkedIn, started posting every single day, connecting with new people, building my audience over there. And I started sharing some of the experiences that I had as a marketer, kind of sharing what I've learned, what's worked and stuff like that. But what I also saw were other people putting their spin on ideas that were already there. Like for instance, and, and this will probably resonate with more of e-commerce people is things like customer acquisition costs or lifetime value or return on ad spend or reviews. And so what I'd see is people take these kind of topics and put their own spin on it. And so what I used to do is I'd collect these different things that I would come across. So if there's great content out there, something that I'm interested in, in talking about and adding my own unique perspective on. So I started collecting a lot of those things, um, including comments, and then combine that with the fact that at my last position, um, where I was head of growth at Trend, we had our own newsletter, we had our own podcast, as I mentioned, which I still currently host. And we had to come up with content ideas for all of that. So for newsletters, I was constantly collecting different links and different formats, you know, videos, other podcasts, images, websites, tweets, even and same for the podcast, you know, constantly trying to come up with ideas and have this basically endless set of content to kind of pick ideas from maybe share with teammates and things like that. And you know, that really got me thinking, there's got to be an easier way to do this. I had tried some other bookmarking solutions as well, but nothing was really visual. And so that's what was really big to me. And I think it really clicked when I started using Pinterest as well. Um, when I was moving into a new apartment and I started saving content over there and I really liked everything that I was seeing and how it was visually represented. So that kind of all came together and out pops Swipely, a, a visual way to kind of organize all the content that you find on the internet across different channels. You can save images, you can save websites, videos, podcasts, tweets, LinkedIn posts, you name it. What is the, what would you say the distinct difference between a massive, you know, gorilla Goliath platform like Pinterest would be comparatively to what you're trying to do? Yeah. So we are actually trying to build Pinterest for business people. That's the end goal that we're moving okay, towards. Cool. So a full content recommendation platform, a way for you to build your personal brand based off of what you curate and create. And so, you know, for Pinterest, their audience is very different than who we're targeted to. And I think that's where the main differentiator lies. You know, with Pinterest, you're probably looking to get recipes, maybe 
fitness things, other inspiration, fashion, all of that stuff. And so with Swipely, what we're trying to build is more of a curation around business related content. And uh, I don't know about you, but for me, I wouldn't kind of want to mix the two because then you'd get recommendations of recipes next to uh, recommendations of of work (laughs) things. And maybe for some reason, the algorithm loves to play a cruel joke on you and you're scrolling through 20 recipes before you come across a work related thing that you're looking to, to save in and dig into. And so that's what we're really building Swipely for is, is that curation and creation, Pete. So talk to me about what an ideal account would look like within Swipely. Like what would you, do you just kind of throw everything in there or do you actually have it like nicely, you know, put into different folders and like, like how, like how does all that work? Yeah. So we have a boards and tagging system. And so the boards are very similar to kind of what you'd expect from a Pinterest. So, you know, you can create different boards around different topics. So for instance, I've got a board for my podcast resources, like things that we'd put in our mentioned links. I have another board for testimonials as well that I've collected over the internet. I've got stuff for for copywriting, for emails, good design that I see. And you can also tag content as well. So for instance, maybe, you know, you're saving a lot of e-commerce brands onto one board and you want to further classify them by the type they are. So maybe you add a food tag or a beverage tag or a fashion tag, et cetera. And so it's a really great way to kind of customize and configure how you're saving content. Gotcha. Okay, nice. I'm already thinking of ideas for how I would do that. Can you share these like with your team? Or is it something like just within your account? You absolutely can. So we're constantly continuing to add features. We went from idea to product in about three months and just launched uh, February 22nd. So we're moving pretty fast over here. But you can actually go ahead and save content. So across all of those different things. And there's a share board button on every single board. And what it does is it creates a public facing link of all the content just on that specific board. So, you know, if you want to hold on to X, Y, and Z marketing resources just for yourself, but you want to have a public link that you can share with customers or clients or even your own team, your coworkers and things like that, you can absolutely create a public link and it can be all those different types of content forms as well. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Jay, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is probably building a really good flywheel. That's what I love to dig in on is, you know, how can you kind of create a flywheel that not only helps to promote growth, but the ask is low enough to where, you know, I kind of see it as a balance, like a scale. So, you know, you've got your ask on one side and then you've got the value on the other side for the user. And so when you can tip that scale in the right way where, you know, the ask is really small, but the value return is greater than the ask, everyone's going to make that decision all the time and, and help share and get the word out as well. So I think that's what I love to focus in on is that's what's big for scaling. Like, how do you get people to share? You know, one interesting one that I saw recently was, I don't know if you're familiar with the the direct-to-consumer brand Nugs, but on their website, instead of asking you for your own email address for a discount, they actually have you put in your friend's phone number and it sends them a little reward and then you get a little reward as well. So, you know, it's kind of building that same flywheel off of recommendation where instead mm. of just involving a single user, now you're involving multiple people. 
Oh, I love that idea. I, my, my mind is actually already spinning with like, of course, just get other people involved. Like it makes so much sense. Interesting. Any other words of wisdom for our audience, Jay? Yeah, I would say, you know, just really hone in on who you're going after and who you're targeting. I think brand is a really important part in growth. And I also think just having a good niche is a really important part, especially of early stage growth. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's great to get other people, you know, interested in your product and stuff like that. But especially for I think whether you have a software or whether you have an e commerce brand, you really want to focus in on a certain group of individuals because focusing in on that group will help make your product work for them really, really well when you start pulling in other users, even though the growth kind of seems enticing it can pull your product in a bunch of different directions. Um, so I think that's something I would say is, is really important for, for early stage growth to nail down right. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. We're going to move on to our lightning round here. I have three more questions for you. Let's I do hope it. You are ready. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Besides Swipely, of course. Besides Swipely, I'd say Copy AI. Oh, what is Copy AI? That is a tool where you can put in about like, I think it's a 200 characters uh, description of your product or whatever it is. And it'll actually use GPT-3 to AI create more content for you based off of what you fed it. Um, so you can uh, use it for landing pages to for ads to test out different things. I think e-commerce brands would probably find a lot of use for it. Copy AI. Okay, I just put it in my notes. That is so great. Uh, <laughs> favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Rep Your Brand by Nick Bennett. I'm really big into personal brand stuff. Okay, cool, cool. So that's, that's a book on personal branding? It's a podcast on personal branding. Um, oh, so he sweet. brings on a lot of great guests that have large audiences on LinkedIn and Twitter and just really ask them questions about their personal brand and uh, just a lot of a lot of great advice on how to connect with your audience and really build community. Cool, cool. That's great. Yeah, I mean, building a personal brand is something that I recommend to all e-com store owners as well, right? Because there will be a time where you get an offer for your business that you can't refuse, right? And then if you haven't built up a personal brand around it, where, where do you go from there, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. there's so many, so many reasons why building a personal brand is so ridiculously important in today's day and age, especially with all the tools we have, right? Twitter and LinkedIn and Clubhouse and all of these places that we can really add to the conversation. Absolutely. And it's a great way to also lower your own customer acquisition costs and increase lifetime value as well. Because when you build the right personal brand and you build it the right way, you have people who are going to want to support you regardless of whatever you're selling them. And so, you know, they're maybe more likely to stick around. They're maybe more likely to share your product amongst other people, even if they aren't your target user, mm. they will get the word out for you. And it just really gives you flexibility in terms of customer acquisition costs. Like I said, you know, the, the more people you can spread the word to and the less you have to pay to acquire those audiences, which you can do by building your own personal brand, the more likely you are to be able to get the word out, the more likely you are to have your product succeed, the more likely you are to potentially, like you said, maybe sell your store one day, start something new tomorrow and have customers already kind of lining up for you. And for you, I mean, you're in the stage right now where you're doing some fundraising, right? And yeah. and again, personal brand, people, for the most part, at least smart investors do not invest in ideas, right? They invest in people with good yeah. ideas. <laughs> but it's like, 
that's that to me is one of the most most important parts of building up this personal brand, right? It's, it's when you need money, it is so much easier if you've already been building up this bank account of trust with your customers and, and people around you that they're like, yeah, that's a no brainer to give to invest with Jay. Of course I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, chances are you're probably going to hit some sort of friction point in your business at some point where you might potentially have to pivot. You know, we all would love for our first idea or our second idea to be the one that turns into a massive company and we can sell the company or we can pass it off and retire and enjoy a nice life. But, you know, the reality of it is, you know, very few companies get to that really high stage. And so at some point you might have to consider pivoting. You might have to consider, Hey, you know, this business just isn't turning as profitable as I expected. And so I need to move into another segment. And so, you know, when you're able to, to not only build your personal brand, you're also able to find those customers later. And I think you're also able to share your expertise and, and kind of prove out as well. I'm really bullish on, on building in public. I do that a lot and, and kind of share every step of the way um, mm. of my building process. And it really helps position you as an expert as well, or someone who really understands their space. And that can be a really nice selling point for someone that's interested in investing. Totally, totally. That's great. Uh, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, they have to be alive, who would it be? I would probably pick Elon Musk. I, okay. Why Elon? I would probably pick him because I find his business model and the way that he conducts business to be very fascinating. And I love the idea of how he kind of thinks of, of revenue as more of a mechanism for growth. So I think, you know, a lot of businesses, uh, for instance, let's look at other car companies because Tesla is probably the, the biggest business that he has. So a, a lot of car companies, you know, all they do is they sell cars. That's all they focus on. They're not consider, they're not worried about, you know, what's always in the car other than like in terms of like the tech or anything else that might sit with the product. But I really envy how Elon Musk thinks about his business in that sense. You know, Tesla has their own software that they run on yeah. in their car. You can watch Netflix in there. Um, he's even sold other products like they've sold the shorts, they've sold flamethrowers and all of that other fun stuff. And it's really more so of just here's my wedge, here's my business that's going to wedge into society. And then what can I build around it to really build this massive war chest of, of resources mm. to be able to continue to grow? And, you know, he doesn't really care that much where it comes in from. He's always looking on just expanding his total reach as a business. So, you know, with SpaceX and all of the other fun stuff that he does as well. So I think it's a really cool to see. And I'd love to, to sit down and talk with him about how he thinks about business. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Super interesting stuff. Jay, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find out more about you? And uh, are they are people able to sign up for the beta right now? Yes, you, you are able to sign up with the beta for Swipely. So if you go to swipely.com, S-W-P-E-L-Y.com, and you enter in, you go to, I have a code and you enter in public in all caps, you'll actually be able to skip the wait list and jump straight into the product. So we've got a little bit of a wait list, but I want to give that exclusive code out to your awesome. listeners so they can jump in. Um, and if you want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, just search for Jay Desai. I'm connected with Jordan. So if you're connected with Jordan, you should be able to find me. 
And awesome. on Twitter, I'm at J-A-D-E-S-A-I-9-4. Um, so connect with me there too. My DMs are always open to, to talk to people. I love uh, meeting new, smart, interesting people as well. So uh, let's chat if you're open to it. <laughs> great, great. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. Jay, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, Jordan, thanks for having me. This was an awesome uh, episode. I really enjoyed talking with you. Great. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.